Welcome to Women Finding Clarity, the podcast that ignites your inner power and guides you on a journey to uncover the boundless potential of the universe in life and in business. I'm Pascal Cook Fernandes, your host and life transformation coach. Join me each week as we align our energies, elevate our businesses, and thrive in every aspect of life. In each episode, we dive deep into topics like the secrets of raising your vibration, crafting irresistible offers, and amplifying your impact. Whether you're a seasoned entrepreneur or just starting out, this podcast is your compass to navigate the realms of limitless success. If you are ready to align your energy, elevate your business, and truly thrive, subscribe to Women Finding Clarity now and get ready to embark on a life-changing journey. Until next time, stay empowered and keep seeking clarity. And remember, the universe is abundant and success is your birthright. Let's align, elevate, and thrive together, one conversation at a time. Hello, hello, and welcome to Women Finding Clarity. I'm your host, Pascal Cook-Fernandes. Happiest New Year 2024. Really? Already? 2024. What are your New Year's traditions? Do you make resolutions? I absolutely do not, and let me tell you why. Let's just say that my New Year's resolution is to eat healthier. What's the most immediate thing that happens? I start wanting junk food and I find myself making even more horrible decisions around food choices than I did before I set the resolution. Nope, resolutions do not work for me. What I do do is choose a word for the year, a word that will carry the energy of my manifestations throughout the year. My word for 2024 is intentionality. I'm being intentionally intentional in specific areas of my life, my family, home, business, and friends. What I find is that setting goals and being intentionally mindful of the baby steps along the way and throughout the year will ensure success in 2024. No matter your New Year's traditions, my wish is that this new year energy of possibility will bring abundance and happiness to each and every one of you. I recently sat down with tonight's guest for a very intentional conversation about soul language, and I was blown away by what she had to say. Jennifer Eurizio is the founder of Soul Language, a paradigm that puts tangibility to soul so a conscious connection can be established to enable crystal clear decisions for success. Jennifer is also a master intuitive and the author of two best-selling books. Currently, she has trained over 30 practitioners worldwide in soul language. There are over 5,000 individuals all over the world connecting to their soul languages as well. So without further ado, please welcome my guest, Jennifer Eurizio. Hi, Jennifer, and welcome to Women Finding Clarity. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. 
I'm very excited to have you here. And I was very honored to be interviewed for your podcast last week. And so I love this reciprocity. I do. It's very fun. And then we get to know each other in a whole new way. Totally, totally. And I'm all about women supporting women. And I know that, you know, obviously that resonates with you too. So this is just such a great fit. Yay. Yes. So I want to jump right in because as you know, I'm so interested in all the juicy yumminess that is your business. So let's talk about soul language. What is it and why do people need to know? Well, thank you. First of all, uh, so soul language puts some words and tangibility around soul. It puts words to what people know deep down inside. They just don't have those words. Uh, and we also do a soul of a business. So it also helps give a little clarity around your business. Why do we need that? I think so often we are text messaging ourselves and we're not really creating a clear conscious conversation between ourselves and our soul and ourselves and our business. And by having this structure that puts tangibility to soul, it creates a more clear conversation, which is really important. It also allows for you to hear that divine guidance with a lot less layers of pain and suffering. We're always going to hear our soul through our humanness because we're human. Um, I'm sorry, I just had this little uh, this little image of a little Martian in my head for a second right? But we're always going to hear that. But when we create this conscious connection using a structure like soul language, it literally allows you to have a really deep one-on-one -on -one conversation with your soul and the soul of your business. Mm. That feels obviously like it feels like, oh yeah, obviously, but at the same time, it all feels very profound. And, you know, you said, it's like we're text messaging ourselves. And I think that all the time with autocorrect, like, right? <laughs> with autocorrect. I mean, these are the conversations that I have in my own head. And it's to the point we're so used to this text messaging that if I go to leave a voicemail or I go to voice a message, sometimes I'm like, hey, I'm so sorry I didn't get to talk to you today, exclamation point. Like I say that. How ridiculous is that? <laughs> And that's where we are in society today. Yeah, I, I really, I mean, listen, I text, but for the first um, couple of weeks of my romance with my boyfriend, and we've been together eight years, uh, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to text you a lot. He's like, why? I was like, because I want to have a relationship with you. And that text messaging allows a lot of interpretation uh, and reading between the lines. And I'm highly intuitive. And so I can go, oh, I think he means this. And no, you can't date what you think or what you can see uh, intuitively with a person. You have to date with what they're expressing. And so people can really do good text, right? And not really do good conversation. So it's really allowing that kind of really sacred practice of having that conversation with your part of divinity, which is your soul, and really receiving guidance, and then evolving and working out all of the ego on crack thing that's going to keep you in the illusion of safety rather than you actually receiving what you want. Yeah, yeah. Oof. So tell me, put language to it for us. What is your soul? 
Well, for me, I believe your soul is your essential nature, that part of you that is whole and complete, that is timeless and endless and is your part of the divinity. So when we go back to the big goo in the sky, right? Silly human words, right? Our piece or drop of the ocean goes back to the big ocean. Our soul is that individual drop of that big ocean. And our, what drives me crazy is when, when people go, my soul is crying and I'm like, no, it's your humanness. You're feeling the divide between your human and your soul. Your soul is whole and complete. It, it, it just is all is. It doesn't have the judgment that our humanness has. It doesn't put things in boxes. It doesn't go right or wrong. And it wants us to experience, or we want to experience, uh, really bliss and joy and abundance and love. And when we're not, it wants us to understand that that is not because we suck. It's just a blip, or this is just what happens on this planet. It's not all moonbeams and sunshine. That's right. Because that's the dimension that we're living in. We're in a 3D physical dimension and the soul is energetics. Yeah. And, and technically we're in a 4D world because the fourth dimension is time. Mm, right? Yeah. And I think people always do the not enough around time, not enough time, not enough. Blah, blah, blah. And it creates this wonky way of utilizing your God goo to create what you want. I love that. Your God goo. I love, I love, I love everything about this conversation. And so how do you then take what feels very esoteric and woo and all the things and put that into your business? How do you use soul language in your business? So I have warrior energy. So if it's not integrated in my everyday life, if it's not tangible, uh, it doesn't work for me. Right. So I, I think, uh, you know, everyone's, uh, I've never, ever used the word woo, the word woo when describing me at all, because I'm like, what are you talking about? This is just this is, this is as tangible to me as the desk, right? How you utilize that in your everyday world is simple with this one question. Am I speaking from my essential nature or am I speaking from pain and programming? And if you do that one tangible step, <laughs> your life will evolve like you cannot believe. With understanding your soul languages, I can give a one-liner to every soul on this planet and every business soul. So my one-liner is I create balance for myself and others through love, integrity, and courage. And people go, oh, oh, I like that. I want that, right? That's kind of tangible, but it's not. So it allows you to really kind of utilize words to bring the esoteric into form. And that's what we do with manifestation anyway right? Everything's already been created by the time we can even think about it. And our job is to keep focusing on it. So it becomes more heavy, more tangible. So you can utilize it from uh, your soul language definitions, anywhere from creating your elevator speech to utilizing words in your definition for your marketing, right? Or to really sit down and go, here's what I'm looking for. And here are those, the people I want to attract. These are the characteristics I require for relationships to be harmonious and easy. That was, 
juicy and meaty and fabulous. And so I want to go back and talk about the words for a moment, right? Because words aren't just words ever. Yep, and they all so have a vibration. Exactly, exactly. And so we need to be conscious of the language we're using because the words that we're using are what create our world. Yeah. And so let's chat about that for a moment. Like what is what does that look like when you're sitting down with a client? How do you bring in that conversation and what does that conversation look like? That's a very big question. Um <laughs> yeah. and I love it cuz I love big questions. You know, I always focus on with a client, like, okay, let's take one of my soul languages. So one of my soul languages, my soulful personality language or energy of soul is called graceful warrior. My soul prefers to go through life, action, courage, and grace. Okay. Internally and externally, if I'm not conscious, meaning acting from a place of wholeness and completeness, I can make war with everything. I've crashed cars. I mean, literally, I turned my bug into a paperweight at one point because I was making war. So when we're looking at a person's soul languages, if I was talking to myself, I'd be like, okay, where am I making war? What am I, what am I angry about? Because anger is, a, is, is for me a signal of two, of two things. One, there's something in my life that I feel like I'm out of integrity, which is my, one of my other soul languages called teacher of integrity, or I'm making war. So I sit down and go, okay, when I'm, why am I making war? What am I angry about? What do I feel like I'm not getting? Right. And from there, once I understand the problem, I can start to be in the energy of the solution. And so with a client, say a client is a pioneer, which is a mission language. And they're like, well, I can't get anything I want and you know, I'm not getting any new clients and no one's buying anything. And, and I would say, okay, so what are you focusing on? Cause pioneers tend to forge new roads if they're conscious, if they're unconscious, it's like squirrel. They create a million different things that not, nothing solidifies. I mean, and that's just on a surface level. So those are some of the engaging conversations I would have with a client. I would also give them their one-liner and ask them if they're being and doing that every day. If they're not being and doing that every day, they're going to create struggle. Because here's the thing. It all starts at home. We're all on our own channel. And I think people forget that. And I think they, especially masters of service, who I, who was my client, they, they want to be of service to the world. But if you're not including yourself in the service agreement, you're not creating what you want. And so those are some of the in-depth conversations I have with clients. I love this idea of if you're not creating a service agreement with yourself, because we talk, it's almost cliche. You know, you have to put your own oxygen mask on first. You have to take, you can't pour from an empty cup, right? But the way you just put that into words gives it a whole different meaning. It just feels more complete. Yeah. 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 I felt like you were going to say something. Else. And I felt like yeah. you were going to say something. You go, yeah. it's your show. <laughs> no, honey, you are here today. So that makes it your show. <laughs> so, you know, are all your clients, when they come to you, do they all relate to this? Um, I don't want to say this 
feeling of soul or this idea of soul, because I don't feel like it's an idea or belief. I just feel like it is. But do they all feel connected to that? Or do you have to do a lot of explaining around that? So if I'm really aligned with my work, I am I'm really aligned with my mission and purpose. So I might have to explain what muscle testing is, is and that's how we identify a person's soul languages. But I don't have to explain what soul is. I might have to explain what my belief around soul is, but they have a feeling of divinity and their central nature and all of that. Um, when I first started, I was talking, I was talking to the wrong crowd, so to speak. And they, I was talking to gurus. You can hear my eye roll in that. Um, and gurus are like, no, I got it. I got everything. And I'm like, but I can see where you don't. Like I physically, you know, I'm a master intuitive, so I can physically feel it all in my head, right? I'm like, but I, I know you don't. But they didn't want anything else, right? So my people are always seeking more truth. They're always seeking more wholeness and completeness. And so, and they've been on the path for a while. So they have this kind of glossary. We share kind of a glossary together of language. Um, so I don't have to explain necessary that I have done sessions where people are like, I don't know what you're talking about, but I think I can feel it inside, right? So they might not have that language yet, but they, they're unaware or they're not being fully conscious of their own inner workings yet because once you got once you explain it they're like oh my god yeah I, I get that now like I can feel it so I hope that answers your question it totally answers the question and a little bit more I've told you before I could sit and listen to you all day because I feel like my vibration is high I feel like yours is higher, right? And so what that the feeling that that gives to me energetically is this sense of pulling and this sense of lifting up, like I want to open more, right? And that is, I don't mean that to be like, oh, I just think you're a superstar. Yeah. Nothing know, like I that. It. I get For it. anybody who understands energetics, yeah. you understand the difference of vibrational levels and I just feel like you vibrate even higher than I do. And so it's amazing to be in this vibration and having yeah. this experience. Thank you. I mean, listen, I'm very convinced the more I know, the less I know. Um, Amen. Right? And, yeah. and uh, I'm very clear that my purpose is about connection, right? I want to be closer to my higher power, which means I have to be closer to my part of that higher power. And so I teach this all day long because basically I, I just kind of want to get my needs met with my higher power. So the more I know, right, the more I teach it, the more I understand it, the more we engage in conversation. And it's, I also think that it's really important to keep that energetic alignment. I think a lot of people don't keep their energetic alignment. So you know, um, especially in past, right? Somebody comes along and like they're sponging up that those other people's feelings and that goes ooh, ooh with the energy. I do a lot of work about being grounded and keeping that energetic alignment for myself because I'm such an empath. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm laughing. Because when I was younger, I would go in a casino and I would want to play like 85 million machines all at once. And I'd be like, oh, 
That's why that happens. Now I get it, right? So it's really about coming from a place of, I just want to be more whole and complete. And if I believe I'm whole and complete, even a little, then I have to believe you're whole and complete and I have to treat you that way. Yeah. Yeah. And the best way to become more whole and to become more complete is to be of service of others. Right. And again, it's a fine line. It's yeah. a really blurred line because like you said, you do have to protect your energy on a daily, sometimes minute by minute basis, depending on where you are. And at the same time, making sure that you're not over giving and overextending because there's a difference of being in service and over giving. There's a difference of service and servitude, and it's a very fine line. And one of the things that drives me bonkers is when people go, I just want to be of service. If I could help one people, one person, I would like, yeah, no. And then like, look at me like, I can't know that like what you're not, you have, <clears throat> there is such thing as spotlight in the soul and a drive to support others. So it's not really about helping one person it, cause that's a little weird trying to be humble and not, and not accepting your power. Uh, I know that I have no, nobody's more powerful than any other person on this planet. There's no difference between me and the Dalai Lama. And one day I hope the Dalai Lama hears me and we have a conversation, but there's no difference between me and the Dalai Lama. It's how the Dalai Lama uses his energy. And he has been taught since he was a little tiny peanut to utilize it consciously. That's right. right. And so it's just about how you're utilizing your energy. Yeah. And that's it. If you, since you were a little tiny peanut, were taught the same thing, you'd be sitting right there next to the Dalai Lama, right? right. He would have me on his speed dial on his <laughs> cell phone. Ah, if only life goals. Right. So it's like Dalai Lama, Bono from U2, Barbara Streisand, though I think Barbara's a little crazy, but I still want to meet her. Right? I love it. Right. <clears throat> um. And now on that list is Taylor Swift, because I think she's a freaking genius. Like, well, and I'm going to add to that list and say pink. Oh, yeah. that. Oh, yeah. She's been on it, too. So, oh, yeah. But I've said pink so much, and I don't think she's responding yet. So, but I'm going to keep saying it. I love it. There's yeah. so much. And that's interesting, isn't it? The people that we look up to the people that we admire, you know, for their energy, what they stand for, all the things we want to emulate those people. And yeah. so that's okay. That's yeah. what we want. We want to look at all of their goodness and say, I know I can be more like that. The question is, how do I do it? Yeah. And I think I want to talk to Bono because, <clears throat> and it's, I was saying this to a friend of mine, it's a very funny story. I was saying this to a friend of mine. I was like, I want to talk to Bono because I know that he talks to God. That's what I call my higher power and writes his songs from God's point of view. And my friend went, he does. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, I used to know Bono. And I was like, what? It's like, I've known you for like 10 years now. How am I just here? And he's like, well, we lost touch. But yeah, he met him when he was not famous in a little pub in Ireland and they they were friends for a while and I was like, okay, well that's confirmed. Right. And I think it's, it's funny how 
when we kind of tune in and really express from this deep place of knowing that we're whole and complete, what we are capable of receiving from the universe. Because it's not us. It's not the universe that is not doing its job. It's us in receiving it and meeting what we want at that location, right? Listen, I've gotten on the wrong train a bunch of times between me and the universe and been like, wait. Uh, and the universe goes, no, you're supposed to be on that train over there. And I'm like, oh, uh, well, I messed that up, right? So I wasn't paying attention when yeah. you gave those Oops, directions. Right. <clears throat> but it's kind of just a giant game. And we make a lot of what we do in life, a, a, you know, a life and death experience. And it's just not. We I make mean, it so much harder than it needs <clears throat> to be. Right. And I am going to go back to the patriarchal system that we live in. And that's why we make it so much harder than it needs to be because for so long since, you know, I, I won't say the beginning of time, but maybe since the beginning of time, we're pushing and trying to force instead of just allowing, because if we can just allow who we are innately to guide us, it's easy. It's like you said, it's like a game. It is. a, a Yes. And it is. It's simple. Sometimes it's not easy, right? That's like, right. Right. It's simple. Like, oh, oh, okay. And that's about sitting and being comfortable and being uncomfortable and knowing that you're safe being vulnerable, right? And and vulnerable as in, oh my God, not a bear's chasing me vulnerable, but sitting in, I don't know all of what's going on, meaning, mm, I, I don't know if I'm going to get that new client, right? But I do know because I'm safe in the unknown, right? So I think it's, it's, we make so many things source for us and not a resource. So when we make, you know, a new job, a new client, you know, (laughs) is the summit woman going to get back to me and tell me if it's Pacific time or Eastern time? the source for us, then we're kind of, we're kind of, we're behind the eight ball. When we make it just a resource, you're like, oh, another resource will come along. Yes. Yes. And people don't know necessarily, and I'm being very generative here. I don't mean everyone, but as a whole, we don't know how to be vulnerable because societally and culturally, we have to put up this facade. We have to wear the mask of, I know everything. I'm the guru. As you say, I don't like the word guru because none of us are a guru. None of us know everything. Right. And so if we can approach everything as with a beginner's mind and being willing to say, I don't know everything. And what else can I learn from this situation? Again, that brings it back to ease and that's vulnerability that's going to lift you up and support you. Yeah. And it opens up receiving, right? Right. Because you're not limiting the channels of the divine. So I'm going to go back to me saying earlier that I feel like my vibration is high, but yours is higher. Five years ago, I might not have been able to say that to someone. I might've tried to pretend that- 
I know everything, you know, and we vibrate at the same high level and I'm just, no, like that's not it. And you, that just means you're more comfortably in tune with your soul and your vibration. Right. And so there's my work is to continue. And there's all of our work is to continue to be in relationship with our soul. Yeah. And you're not utilizing what you're feeling as, oh my God, I'm not enough. Right. Because you're you're not in your brain at that point. Right. You're utilizing as in, oh my gosh, I want to experience more. And that's what the soul is always saying. It's always saying more, more, more. And our little human brain interprets that as not enough, not enough, not enough. And that's the switch that we all get to make because when we make that switch, you go, oh, I just want to experience more. How do we do that? What's the internal and what's the external action of experiencing that? And it's the difference of being in your human mind and in your energetic soul. That's it. I feel like I'm starting to see a graphic coming together for a social media post. I I like it. I'll tag you in it. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I'm very visual. When people are talking to me, I very much develop pictures in my mind. And so when I took mediumship training, sometimes I'm clairaudient, but a lot of time, most of the time, I'm a clear seer. Yeah. And so I, I get the pictures and then I have to relate those pictures back. Yeah. And, and that's a strong Claire for me too. Right. So there's an amplification of that energy. Right. And so when people who are my clients, they're like, oh, I get a lot of pictures when I'm with you. I was like, yeah, because there's an amplification of power. So it's, it kind of flips on in a bigger way when people want to kind of develop a Claire, I always tell them, okay, excuse me. So you got a picture now ask for, you know, a feeling or a knowing, or, you know, give it to me in words. So you have, so you can develop those different areas as well. I'm multi-clared and lately I've been getting a lot of smells, which I do not like, um, because that's just freaking weird. Um, well, it's always lately it's, it's not bad smells, but traditionally up into the last couple of months, it's been only when it's been a really awful kind of thing. Yeah. And I'm like, right. But now it's like, oh, mm, I smell fruit, lime, fruit, roll up gum. Hmm. Grandfather's around. Right. And so, yeah. right. So now it's getting better, which I like, but it's still such a weird one. It is a weird one. I'll be honest with you. My daughter is the same. She can, you know, smell things that no one else can smell to the grossness of, we were out one day, we were on our way home and she said, does anybody else smell dog poop? And we were like, uh, no, you're bizarre. And she was like, no, I'm telling you the dog just pooped in the floor. And we got home and there was a poop on the floor. Right. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. But I mean, I've had the smells a couple times. Like I was at a weekend scrapbooking event and I was scrapbooking um, the first Easter after my mother-in-law passed away. And I won't get into all the details, but all of a sudden I get this very strong smell of cigarette smoke. And I'm like, is we're in a hotel like 
conference room. I'm like, does anyone else smell smoke? And they're like, no. I said, you don't smell cigarette smoke. No, maybe it's coming through the vents. No one else smells it. And then it hit me what I was working on. And she's like, yeah, I saw that. I didn't like that or, you know, whatever it was. And I'm like, oh my God. But, you know, for me, every once in a while, the smells, but like I said, the pictures, I will hear things. And sometimes it's as clear as a person standing next to me and they say a word or two. And sometimes I hear, but at the same time, I see the word spelled out. Yeah. It's all, I could talk about this all day. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing and it's crazy and it's, it's awesome. And then people have to understand that most of the time you're getting information from your own database. Right. And so what does that mean for your client? Like I like Star Trek references. So I get a lot of Star Trek references and then I have to either go, do you know Star Trek? And the person goes, yes or no. And if they go, no, then I have to translate it. Or if it's yes, then I go, okay, here's, and they're like, oh, I totally get it. Right. So you know what that means. Yeah. So I think when we have, when we talk through our, with our soul, through our soul languages, it also helps develop your way of understanding that, what that intuition is, which is your soul speaking to you. So you get to kind of utilize it a lot more because you're not ignoring it or avoiding it or wanting it to look like some, somebody else's the way they understand things. That's right. And so it's relaying the message without interpreting their meaning. Yeah. And that can be tricky sometimes. Yeah. And I think the, the number one place where it's the most trickiest is when people talk to animals. Because I've never I, been able to do that. Um, I, I know exactly what my, most of the time, what my animal is saying um, mostly it might be a, because I spend 24 hours a day with her or <laughs> right. Or it's just a knowing I, when it comes to like them getting sick or whatever, I'm like, yeah, I can't, it, it tell, I'm like, I don't want to even know, like I can't deal. Right. But I think so often people who talk to animals, we, we can talk, sometimes put a animal, uh, human spin on it versus, you know, and listen, all of our animals soak up our own stuff anyway. So if you want to heal your pet, heal yourself first, right? So yeah. yeah, that's a weird tangent, but yeah, that's okay. So let's bring it back to business and talk about how you tap into that innateness that you have, that soul inside of you and find your purpose because we all want to know, okay, what's my purpose? If I'm starting a business, I want it to be around my purpose. Like we all want to make money, but we also want it to be around our purpose. And so how do we connect those things? Like finding our purpose, starting a business, all of that. So, okay. So there's a lot of metaphysical mumbo jumbo out there around purpose, right? You are being your purpose right here, right now. What people confuse about that is about they want their delivery systems of their purpose, right? My purpose is about connecting. I could be doing this as a bartender. It's really a sucky delivery system for me, but I would be doing that purpose or being that purpose. So purpose is really about really what you're profoundly here to experience and then offer that experience to others. And 
So often this, I want to do my purpose really messes people up because in they think their purpose is supposed to be like the golden ticket moment. And it's not, it's a little series of little golden ticket moments. So I always tell people, ask these two questions. What do you want everyone, including yourself to experience on this planet? And what do you, what is the big theme of why people, what people talk to you about or why they come to you? And that is going to wrap up your purpose, right? And once you kind of really accept that, then the delivery systems tend to fall into place around that purpose. I do have a ebook called That's Not Your Effing Purpose about 10 myths why people uh, around purpose, because I think people, here's the thing, people just want a place and they want to feel like they have a place in the world. You have a place, even if you never left your couch, it's not going to really be satisfying. But when you start to accept that you're being your purpose every day, it allows you to see those delivery systems and create a business around that. Beautifully said. I feel like period. That's it. (laughs) It's just what it is. And it's what lights you up. Yeah. Because if it lights you up that's when it's going to light someone else up. If you're in the drudgery drudgery of it because you have to do it or you should do it, that's not lighting anybody up. And there's no success in that. Uh-uh. There's no success. There's a lot of crying. And um, people, whether they're conscious of it or not, they're going to go, I like Jennifer, but there's something off. It's not like why I'm, it's not sticking, right? And so- I think people people need to understand that when they call into a call a business in, they're calling a business in to do to do something bigger first for themselves and and then for other people. So you you have to understand that you are not your business; it has its own energy. And so start to talk to it, start to ask those questions. And and if you were innovative and highly intuitive, and highly creative you people tend to kind of go, I want to do this and I want to do that. And I want to do that, but I need to niche, right? Um, Look at all the the things that you've created and see what the big theme of them all is. And then promote that, promote the theme, not the actual services. Yes. I talk to clients all the time about what's the thread, what's the golden thread that runs through all of this. And that's, that's the gold, right? That's the thing. And you just have to be able to tune into that and get quiet and just, you know, get rid of all the noise. So how do you do that? What do you do to get quiet, get all the noise and tune into your soul? I, um, I set up a connection, a conscious connection with my personal soul and my business soul. And I do something called metaphysical conscious gardening. So I set up conscious gardening gardens, around my business. For example, I want to create an event next year. So I have a garden around this event and then I tune in and I ask a whole bunch of questions or I go, okay, what does that want to tell me? Um, And then there's always an internal action and an external action. Most of us know all the external actions. Well, I got to write a webpage and I got to market and blah, blah, blah. But we forget about the internal actions. So here's an example. A friend of mine was like, hey, I've been invited to this conference. 
do you want to go? It's February, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, and she's like, we could go, we could do a room. And we haven't gone to a conference together in 15 years. And we have so much fun. But automatically I was like, oh, okay, I got the dog. And, and what about the money? And it's Christmas and when's the due date? And, and the mind started going. There's the internal action. I take a deep breath and I go, okay, what do I have to accept or let go of or activate, which is turn on like a superpower or allow to see if I want to take this action, if this opportunity is for me, right? I think so often we're so busy in the doing that we're not really conscious of our internal creation process. So, yeah. So I did the internal action, which was like just coming back down knowing it was whole and complete. And then she sent me, I was like, okay, let's, you know, let's do it. She's like, wait, wait, wait. She's like, I got to talk to the guy and maybe blah, blah, blah. So let me talk to the guy and then let me get like, I'm like, oh, okay. Like, right. Like, so I just did all this work to figure it out. Right. Which was good. Right. Because yeah. I think so often, you know, what people will do, which is a bad marketing flaw, will go, oh, you're in resistance. If someone gets cranky about something. Most people don't even know if they're in resistance, if it doesn't resonate because they're in resistance about something else about that opportunity. Yes. Right. So once you clear that resistance totally, then you can go, yeah, that doesn't resonate with me. And here's how I know it doesn't resonate with me. It's like cauliflower energetically. I don't like cauliflower. I'm not like, oh my God, why don't I like cauliflower? I need to like, oh, no, I just don't like it. It's neutrality. Right. So if it doesn't feel neutral in the not resonating, you're in resistance in some other way, that doesn't mean you have to sign up with that person. What that means is you need to clear the resistance because anyway, it's going to keep coming up. Yeah. And starting from that place of being whole and complete, we're in a society of reactivity and also FOMO, right? Yes. I'm going to this conference. Do you want to come? Oh, I don't want to miss out. Of course I want to come. Can I afford it? Can I da, da, da? all the things? No, I'm starting from a place of being whole and complete. And so if I go, that's amazing. And if I don't go for whatever reason, that's amazing too, because I'm whole and complete without it. Beautiful. Beautiful. Takes away the FOMO, takes away the reactivity. And it's just going back to that feminine energy of allowing. Yeah. Mm. internal allowing external action masculine love that because i always think a masculine feminine and mind and body and so i love your spin of internal and external yeah beautiful thank you all day i could talk to you all day and so before we close out is there anything that you would like to offer listeners besides two more hours of conversation I have, yes, I have a survey, which is what's your business blind spot, which talks about what you're putting in your business. What's your business consciousness quota or BCQ. Um, we tend to have these energy links in our business. There's four. It could be the way you feel about money, how you feel about your talents, how you feel about yourself or how you feel about your business. So when you understand your energetic link or your business consciousness IQ, it allows you to close that gap. And when you close that gap, you allow, you're back in your zone, you're back in consciousness, you're back in the flow and more goodness comes in. So I hope everyone takes the quiz. 
Love that. The link is in show notes. So everyone should click on it and see what the heck is happening with their gaps. And as you were talking, I'm picturing a brain with all these little synapses. And once you close the gap, the synapse can fire again. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Jennifer, thank you so much for being here. I'm definitely going to have you back again. I can't even wait for the next time. And in the meantime, we're all going to find you through your quiz. Yay. Thank you so much for being here. And thank you so much for playing with me this morning. It made my morning totally enjoyable. Did Jennifer's knowledge and wisdom absolutely blow you away? It's conversations like this that thrill me and make me fall in love with women finding clarity over and over again. Wishing you the happiest, most abundant 2024. And remember, the universe is abundant and success is your birthright. Let's align, elevate, and thrive together one conversation at a time. Good night. Thank you for being in our Women Finding Clarity community. If you're enjoying this podcast, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and review on your favorite listening platform and share it with someone you know so they can find clarity from the conversation as well. Remember, the universe is abundant and success is your birthright. Let's align, elevate, and thrive together one conversation at a time. See you next week.